0: Hello everyone, welcome to the newest podcast in the town, Skill Hands. I'm Dr. Tushara Vijayaratna, a surgical trainee attached to Postgraduate Institute of Medicine, University of Kalapur. This is a podcast which discusses regarding the surgical principles, the clinical conditions and as well as operative surgical vibe. I hope anyone who is in the surgical field, including doctors, nurses and as well as medical students will have a benefit from this podcast. So we will move on to today's discussion. I thought of starting from fundamentals in surgery. So we will be discussing this as a series and today's discussion is mainly on patient positioning in the operating room. This is really important for the surgical trainees during your training period and as well as in your exams this will be question so is it really important what is positioning and why do we have to stick into these correct positions so what do you mean by positioning it's placing the patient on the operating table in a position which gives optimum exposure to the surgery while maintaining the patient safety so the goals of the positioning are proper surgical exposure as well as patient safety which means protecting anatomical structures and patient comfort and dignity what are the common positionings we use there are several you may already know supine position lateral position lithotomy position and prone as well as there are some combined positions, we will be discussing these later. So before discussing regarding each of these positions, we will just move on to the complications which can arise due to these positionings. Can there be complications? Yes of course. So one of the complications is falls. Yes a patient can fall down from the table, why? Because the patient is under anesthesia and he or she is not having good reflexes, even under spinal anesthesia or general anesthesia. What else? Ocular injuries are also one of the complications that can happen. Why? Because the patient get great. When you are concentrating on the surgery, there may be pressure over the eyes and as well as there may be instruments falling on the eye, so which leads to ocular trauma, it's about less than 0.1% of the time. Even though it is less, it can happen. So always keep it in your mind that eyes can be damaged during surgery. Peripheral neuropathies are also one of the commonest complications that can occur. So what happens during the surgery? the anatomical locations where the nerve passes over the body prominences get compressed to the table or whatever the instrument which is placed nearby. So how does the neuropathy occur? So the type of nerve injury is neuropraxia mainly. How does the neuropraxia occur? It's mainly due to compression of the nerve directly or endoneurial capillary compression which leads to ischemia of the nerve. So what are the common places you can get the peripheral neuropathies? So ulnar nerve you all know it passes very superficially in the medial uh, behind the medial epicondyle, which is vulnerable to get compressed uh, when it is placed supine on the armboard and as well as brachial plexus. When the arm is hyperextended and lower limb, especially the common peroneal nerve in the lithotomy position is prone to get compressed. What else? What about the pressure ulcers? Yes, pressure ulcers also are also one of the complications that can occur during the surgery. So the reason for the pressure ulcer is as same as the neuropraxia, the compression leads to capillary compression. So it leads to tissue ischemia if a high pressure applied for a short duration or a low pressure for a longer duration over the skin that can lead to pressure ulcers. So the risk factors uh, related to the development of pressure ulcers include patient related factors and as well as operating room related factors. So what are the operating room related factors which we can modify? So, the type of anesthesia, intraoperative BP fluctuations, room temperature, duration of the surgery, which means more than 2 hours of surgery has a higher risk when compared to a lesser time, uh, the surgery which takes a lesser time. And the type of fadding, last but not least, the positioning, yes. We will briefly discuss regarding common surgical positions. So, first we'll go to the supine position, which is one of the most common positions we use for the surgeries. Why do we use the supine position? That's mainly for the exposure of uh, the regions which are in the anterior aspect of the body. So, the supine position is used for the abdominal, urological, ENT, plastic, etc. etc. So, whenever the surgery is involved in the anterior aspect of the body, we use supine position. So, the limbs can be kept in a suitable way. Actually, the upper limbs, uh, we can keep it either side of the body or we can keep the arms abducted. The arms can be used for the anesthesia, for the IV access or the non-invasive blood pressure monitoring or arterial lines, whatever the anaesthetic requirements, we can keep the arms abducted on an arm board. So, the pressure points which are vulnerable are mainly occiput, spinous process of the thoracic vertebrae and sacrum and coccyx, scapulae, olecranon, and calcanea. We can put straps to secure the patient at the level of thighs, arms, or the chest. There are several altered uh, supine positions. One commonly used one is head down position, which is called Trendy Lundberg position, where we use a shoulder braces uh, to prevent slipping the patient uh, away from the table. And we use this Trendy Lundberg position mainly to uh, get the bowel away from the surgical field. So for the cases of lower GI surgeries, we can use the Trendelenburg position. And another position which we reverse that position is called reverse Trendelenburg position where the head is up. So this is used for mainly the upper, the the, uh, the trunk and as well as uh, the head and neck surgeries. So, one of the common surgery we are using in the tre- uh, reverse Trendelenburg position is Thyroidectomy. We need the neck veins to be drained until it's fully collapsed. So we use reverse Trendelenburg position. So there the patient has to be secured to prevent slipping down. The lateral position is used mainly in the thoracic surgery for the thoracotomies. Neurosurgery and uh, orthopedic when you are doing total hip replacement or uh, hemi Then the laparoscopic, splenic or adrenal resections. We can use lateral position. So in this case, it is a bit special because we are first intubating the patient in the supine position and then patient is transferred to the lateral position. It's important to keep an eye on the spine. We should maintain the alignment of the spine and it's important to keep a head ring or a pillow to the head and maintain the alignment of the spine. Regarding the lower limbs, the limb which is touching the table should be flexed at the hip and as well as the knee and the other limb can be extended and a pillow should be kept between the two limbs The upper limbs, the lower arm can be uh, kept on an armboard and the upper arm should be rest on a pillow or an arm board. There are several other lateral uh, positions uh, we call them Seems or lateral recumbent which is a bit similar to the same lateral positions and lithotomy position is another important position for mainly for our gynecology colleagues and as well as for our anorectal cases. So same time the urological procedures are also done in the lithotomy position. There we first place the patient in the supine position and inferior limbs are positioned on the leg holders unforcedly abduct about 30 to 45 degrees from the midline thighs are flexed over the hips about an angle of 80 to 100 degrees on the trunk same time knees should be flexed until the legs are parallel to the frontal plane of torso. Patients buttock should be Position at the edge of the lower table break. The same time there's an important fact to be followed. The both legs should be raised and lowered slowly and simultaneously. Why? The progressively increasing venous return uh, during the raising the, ha- the limbs uh, can impair the cardiovascular function. And when they are lowered, There is a risk of spinal torsion if we don't uh, lower them simultaneously. So the spinal torsion has to be uh, prevented. Also, we should allow the lower limb uh, vessels to progressively fill uh, and minimize the risk of hypotension due to the relative hypovolemia that can occur. Apart from above positions, we have combined positions. As we discussed earlier, uh, there is a position called lithotomy Trendelenburg or Lloyd Davis position. Doctor Lloyd Davis explained this position uh, in his uh, article in the Lancet in 1930s. and it is a quite important position for um, colorectal surgeries during anterior resections, the sigmoid colon uh, resections and as well as abdominal perineal resections this position is very important because the surgeon can uh, do the operation uh, at the site of this uh, patient and as well as from the perineal aspect. So, this Lloyd-Davis position is a bit different from lithotomy, there uh, we put the patient first in the supine position and uh, take the patient's butt crease up to the table break. Later, we have to insert the stirrups. Then, uh, attending the both hips at the same time, abduct the hips at about 30 degree each. That means altogether about 60 degree. Flex the hips by 45 degrees from the horizontal plane, Uh, and place the calves over the stirrups, flexing each knee at around. 45 degree angle from its extended position so the ankles are slightly above the level of the knee. Then the second toe, knee and the contralateral shoulder should lie in a straight line and we have to ensure the sacral support Uh, additional padding should be placed uh, over the pressure points and uh, all the pressure points in the stirrups in males the scrotum and the penis uh, should be moved away by uh, putting an adhesive tape later the table's uh, patient's head end should be lowered so that's the Lloyd Davis position so another position we use is prone This is mainly used for the surgeries in the posterior aspect of the body, so mainly spine surgeries and surgeries involving the posterior cranial fossa, then posterior aspect of the thorax. So what are the problems that can happen uh, during the prone position? So when we are putting the patient in the prone position, so there is a risk of uh, putting pressure over the abdomen which leads to increase intra-abdominal pressure and reduction of the venous return. So this this, uh, affects the cardiorespiratory mechanics. We have to minimize these complications mainly by putting uh, support to the chest as well as the pelvis. So the patient is moved to the prone position after intubation in the supine position. So it is very important to be vigilant. About the endotracheal tube when changing the positions after positioning in the prone position we have to place the head on a head ring and females breast should be positioned laterally male genitalia uh, and uh, scrotum uh, should be um, checked for uh, any torsion or compression and ankle and feet should be in neutral position, then hip and knees should be slightly flexed. Pressure points, especially the eyes, cheeks, acromion process, iliac crest, patella and toes have to be padded. Another prone position, a special prone position is prone jackknife position. This is uh, used for the hemorrhoidectomy sometimes and some uh, perianal conditions so when we position the patient in the prone jackknife position the patient's iliac crest should be just below the break of the operating table so the patient is positioned prone and the table should be broken at that point so the patient's is flexed at the level of waist you better google it and search the position prone jackknife, you can check the correct uh, diagrams of that position then you will understand fully alright we have spent more than 15 minutes for today's session it's uh, something about the positioning in surgery how important is that and uh, what are the basis of uh, each positions and what are the possible complications of each positions? so you might be having some idea regarding this topic so I hope you will be uh, following me following my uh, podcast uh, in the future and uh, you will gain something and by that uh, you will teach somebody the same and hope you will uh, do your exams better and uh, do your daily uh, patient's care So, hope to see you guys again. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast Skin Hands, the newest podcast in the town. See you.